Welcome to Turn the Volume Up podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hay, and I'm a college dropout and beauty industry pro that grew from zero clients to a seven-figure business. Each episode, I'll bring you business growth trainings, social media strategies, and real-life lessons of building a business the bootstrapping way. If you're ready for elevated conversations about the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship, then turn the volume up, gorgeous. Welcome back to Turn the Volume Up podcast. I am your host, Susan Hay, and I'm so excited to bring you a new episode today. This is a little bit different than my norms. This episode today is an exposed episode. That is right. I am going behind the scenes to share with you the vulnerability, the frustration that came from the week that almost killed me. Dun, dun, dun. I am not kidding you. Okay, this week literally almost destroyed me, snapped me in half, stretched me so far I thought I would break. And so today's episode is all about giving you some tools for calling in support in your busy seasons. And I know a lot of women out there that know exactly what I'm talking about. So let me just set the stage for this week that almost killed me. I want you to know that it was full of stress anxiety, anger, frustration, disrupted sleep, uh, miscommunications, dropping the ball in so many departments of my life, and honestly, just not living as my highest self. And during this particular week, I was overbooked in my business and in my home life. And while I knew going into the week I needed extra support, I missed the mark on calling in that support, asking for what I needed And it honestly was a week that I never, ever, 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 ever want to repeat again. And truthfully, it would be so easy for me to blame the chaos from this week on everybody else, my husband included, by the way. Um, But I do truly live for efficiency and personal growth. And I I won't have that personal growth and efficiency that I desire if I'm always projecting and blaming on other people. And so that's why I took this horrible, no good week and thought, how can I share the the gems with other women who are having weeks like this all the time? And truthfully, sometimes we just need to audit the failures and then rewrite them with a new strategy for the next time. So if you're having a bad day, a bad week or a month, um, and you find yourself going, why does this feel so darn hard right now? then I really am hopeful that today's episode is going to give you some insights and help you to look at your daily mindset and routines through a lens of curiosity. And so I want to jump in. I basically took this horrible week, the week that almost killed me, and broke it down into three problems that I was able to discover um, that just needed me to strategize for a different outcome the next time. So problem number one with this week was I had overbooked myself. And for those of you guys that know me, you know that I do love time blocking. But this was one of those weeks that every single minute of the day was spoken for, which left no room for mistakes or falling behind. So let me repeat that again. Every single minute was booked, was time blocked, okay? 
So when all of these unexpected things, all of these curveballs came my way, some of my most basic needs like eating, drinking, and even potty breaks got missed during this week. So the ultimate outcome when I ignored my own self-care was that I was tired, I was grouchy, I was not fueling my body for optimum performance, which is so important, and I wasn't moving either, so my energy was so stagnant. And so this created more mood swings, more self-doubt, and more mistakes, and I got sick in the midst of it all. So my immune system was feeling it. Now, one of the ways that I was able to look at this and realize that I could avoid all of this, and I wanted to share it with you because I know somebody will take this away, you can avoid overbooking yourself by making sure, number one, that your yeses are aligned AF. And I know that this is speaking to a lot of my people pleasers out there. So if you find yourself doing things in your schedule that feel make you feel resentful or make you feel like your time is not your own, then you need to ask yourself, why are you saying yes to things that you do not want to do? And one of the best tools that I have for making sure that your yeses are aligned is to know your core values. When you know your core values, you are able to filter those value, or the opportunities and dilemmas that come into you through your values to help you guide you to your hell yes or your hell no. And the other thing that I always like to remind people of is when we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. And I think that that's really important as we're saying yes to something and adding it to our calendar, we need to understand that that yes means we are saying no to something else. And that's why we want to make sure that it is a very aligned yes. Now, the other mistake that I made in overbooking myself is I was just on autopilot. So I wasn't looking ahead at my schedule. So I didn't realize how overbooked I was until I came into that week. So what you can do is schedule audits two to three weeks in advance. Start looking at your schedule to see what's coming up. And this is going to give you enough time to reschedule or cancel things that don't align um, to the obligations and the, the actions that you want to take in your business and in your life. So for example, right now, I know if somebody comes to me and ask for connection and coffee or ask for my yes, I know that my next availability for a yes is December. And so it's very helpful for us to look two to three weeks ahead to audit our schedule and see what can be offloaded or what can be redirected or delegated in advance. Now, the other thing that I could have done to avoid overbooking myself, and this is something that I teach all the time and I didn't do, is to add buffer time to your schedule. When you're using time blocking as a scheduling method, you always want to have a buffer time because you're inevitably always going to have a curveball thrown your way. It's just life. It's just business. And if you plan for it, having that buffer time will allow you to still finish your day feeling successful and on time. Whereas when you don't have the buffer, you are now working additional hours in your day to solve the problems that have come up. So problem number one was that I overbooked myself. And as I just shared with you, there are multiple ways that we can avoid this in our schedule. Now, problem number two was that I didn't plan for support in my schedule. 
All right. So this is going to be a jaw dropper for a lot of people out there because I feel like as women, we are raised to be martyrs, to be able to do it all and juggle it all and spin all the plates. But that's just simply not realistic. And so when you are in a launch or a busy season, I want you to know that it is okay to call in support. This could be house help, meal help, delegating out work, um, hiring a virtual assistant. All of this is okay. Permission slip granted for you to get support. And I could have avoided the week that almost killed me if I had created a couple just support pit stops into my week. And I'm going to share those with you. Number one is having plans for meals, planning for drop off and pick off, pick up from school. Okay. These are two things that we failed to plan ahead for. And so each day, as I was going into the day, my husband and I are trying to figure out who's doing drop off and pick up. We also didn't have any plans for our meals. And I realized that I could have mapped out a dinner plan, maybe on the Sunday before the week started or the Saturday. And I could have saved us both, my husband and I both, from unnecessary conversations about what's for dinner tonight, honey? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? You know what I'm talking about. And what you don't probably realize is that when we have these these, um, conversations in the midst of having decision fatigue, which is a real thing, it's an energy leak for us. And ultimately, we usually end up making decisions for meals that maybe aren't the most healthy options. So one thing that I have found in my busy season where maybe I'm working on a lot of other people's businesses, creating content, maybe launching a new offer, I am already making so many decisions in my day that when I get to the end of the day, trying to figure out what to eat for dinner when you're hungry and tired just never goes well, right? So having a meal plan in advance makes a lot of sense if you don't want to you know, feel that extra pressure. We also could have done grocery delivery service to save time going to the store. That week, I think I went to the store two or three times, which was such an inefficiency on our part. I I was so upset every time I had to go. Um, And, you know, grocery delivery isn't for everybody. And truthfully, we honestly prefer to go to the store and pick out our own produce and our own meat. But there is a time where it can really just give you a lot of time and energy back. And that week is one of those weeks where it really would have paid off for us. Now, if I had also paid attention to the calendar, I would have picked up the house a bit more on the weekend before this week instead of 10 minutes before I hopped on my first Zoom call on a Monday in a panic when I realized that the house cleaners were coming on that day. And I know some of you are like, oh, you have house cleaners? That's a champagne problem. And I agree, this is small fries, but really, um, you know what I'm talking about if you do have help and support in in your house that, you know, sometimes things stack up, it gets a little, gets a little cluttered and you don't want to have all that clutter out when you're having your house deep clean. And so we were scrambling just minutes before our support team arrived to help us clean. And if I had plans ahead, that would not have been something that I would have been doing in that morning. I probably wouldn't have hopped on a team meeting in a panic. I would have been it would have just been a much more seamless process. Now, the final problem from this week, and this was a big one, was that I didn't communicate. 
That's right. I shut down and I forgot to ask for help. So my husband and I were two ships crashing into one another the entire week. And it honestly created unnecessary tension in the house that can really ripple into your work days. So had I communicated what the week looked like, I would have discovered that my main squeeze was also going into a big week. And I wouldn't have been surprised when we melted down on a Tuesday morning. So I had this thought in my head where, okay, I've got a very busy week, but it's okay. Jason's here. He's going to help me get through this, but I never communicated it to him. So he didn't know that I needed him to be an anchor for me in that week. And so when he had a moment with a meltdown, it sent me into a tailspin because I thought, oh my gosh, this is supposed to be my anchor this week. Why is he not holding it together? And so it was in that moment that I realized that I had never told him what my week looked like and how I needed his support more than usual in that week. So one of the things that you can do to avoid this, and I know that this is going to be helpful for some of you out there, is you can create a joint calendar so you can see your schedules and communicate with each other. My husband and I have always done this, but we happen to be shifting our calendars over to a new system, and so we weren't actually in sync on the calendar. And so what we do is we use Apple Calendar, and we just have a joint calendar where we can communicate who's picking up the kids when and where and what time and when I have a meeting where I won't be available and things like that. Now, the other thing that you can do is plan for weekly house communicating. So maybe you decide to do this on the weekend before you jump into the week and you just do a debrief with each other about what you each have going on. The other type of check-in that I like to do is a heart check-in. And I have a friend who always says, how's your heart, friend? And that's what it makes me think about. And so on every morning, we usually sit down and my husband and I have coffee from 6 to 6.30. This is an opportunity typically for us to communicate, but leading up to that week, we had gotten kind of slack about these coffee meetups that we do. And so it's really important if you can not only communicate the, uh, like your, your house you know, to-dos, but if you can check in with each other on how your heart is doing. And I know some of you out there are like, oh my gosh, my husband would never have this conversation, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. And we started doing this probably about a year and a half ago, and now we have gotten pretty good. And in this week that almost killed me, we got a chance to see that when we don't do those check-ins, it really can create a completely different experience for everybody in the house from us down to our kids. So those are the three problems that were lingering in this week that almost killed me. And the one thing that I want to remind you today is that you are the CEO of your life. And if you just take these tips today, I believe that you are going to feel empowered to run your days instead of your days running you. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas that you'd love to add to these lists, things that you and your partner do to make sure that your weeks are seamless. Please reach out to me and share them with me. I hope that you love this episode today and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Turn the Volume Up podcast. If today's episode motivated and inspired you, I hope that you'll take a moment to leave a five-star review. It would mean the world to me as I continue to grow and reach more people.